Wellspring podcast is presented by Wellspring of Life Church, a community of faith, hope, and purpose. Have you guys ever had a moment where God just reached out to you at the perfect time? You guys had that, that opportunity to experience that where you're just like, Here's you, you're headed this direction, and God just intersects you at that moment, and it, it was pretty critical. You guys experienced that before? Uh, it, it happened to me, something like that happened to me earlier this week. I was driving to work a few days ago, and you know, my summers, while they're still kind of busy and hectic, and it seemed like this last summer, we didn't get much rest at all. Um, but when I go back to school and I'm like trying to hold down two careers on top of everything out or two jobs, full-time jobs on top of everything, and just like, I just get really weighted down, you know? And about five weeks in to the school year now and I'm driving to school and I'm, I'm feeling it, you know? I'm just feeling overwhelmed, feeling burdened, my mind's going in like 20 different directions. Um, the kids are sick at home. And, you know, those of you who have sick kids, people don't sleep, right? Parents don't sleep during those, those times. And it's, it's hard. It's really hard. I was tired. Um, I was kind of having, I was getting wrapped up in that, I guess. And, and by here, you know, I'm not talking about like this audible you know, like Charleston Heston's Ten Commandments, and no, like I, I'm talking about like that overwhelming, that cognitive awareness, that sensation where you're just like, you know, the Holy Spirit is moving in your heart, and it's not anything you're thinking; it just, boom, it's there. It pops into your mind in an overwhelming way that you can't, absolutely cannot, ignore it. And I just, it just kind of like came over me like, okay, was that something that I just thought or am I just thinking things? What, what's going on? Um, and, you know, being a believer, then I was like, okay, maybe maybe the Lord's trying to talk to me here, uh, trying to break through the distractions in my mind that, that are going every which way. And I get to work. And I have this desktop devotional, and I, I get in there, and I log into my computer, and I flip the page over to go to the next day, and this is the Bible verse that's on there. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And you know, this is like, this devotion, I don't even know when it was made, probably several years ago by somebody I've never met. And it's just like really cool where God had it, and call me crazy if you want, but God had it for this day, put on this devotional that would end up on my desk on a day that I needed to hear him on the way to work, whisper, come to me and then confirms it with my devotional. And at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm listening. 
I'm listening. I'm not crazy. I'm listening. And just to think how he orchestrates that all the time if we pay attention, right? If we stop and listen and pay attention, God is trying to speak into even our really distracted, overwhelming, really busy lives. You know, I've, I've read Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 a lot. At, at one point on my old vehicle, I had it up on the back window of my truck. It's been a verse that I've really, really clung to because I've, I guess I felt like I've needed it for a really long time. But it's so crazy how you get sidetracked from that, right? Just get wrapped right back up into things, especially, you know, one kid gets added, two kids get added, three kids get added, the second job is, is growing and growing and growing, and then, you know, the burdens of, of life, the responsibilities of life just get piled on and piled on, and they need to be reminded, as I'm sure you guys do, just hear that voice of come to me. You know, it's gentle, it's kind, and to see how Jesus will seek us out and it's not like he ever lost us, like he didn't know where we were at, right? But he, he knows where we're going to be at this point in your life. He knows where you're going to be five years down the road. He knows when you're going to need to hear the things that you're going to need to hear. And I believe, I fully believe that because he put it so heavy on my heart this week and to share tonight that I'm guessing a lot of you need to hear that too. So looking at the, this verse, or these verses, um, I just want to kind of go through what does that even mean? What does this invitation to rest or to find rest even look like? Now for me, there's not really signs that my life is going to slow down uh, at least a ton. Yeah, there might be some things we can cut out here and there, but with responsibilities and with, with needing to provide and all that stuff and with with three kids, it's not like, okay, we're just going to take a day off from parenting today, right? We're going to take a day off, and no, we, we can't do that. And while I believe physical rest is extremely important, very, very important to take time to Shabbat, to take time to rest, to take time to set aside weekly, if not daily, to set aside, to sit and to rest physically I think that's really important, but I do not think that's at all what this verse is talking about. I think that this verse is much deeper than that. I don't think that this verse is like, come to a, a weekend spa retreat. That's not what Jesus is saying, right? The rest that we need goes far deeper than that. The rest we need is the rest that can endure the busyness. The rest that can continue despite what's happening around us. That's the kind of rest that he's inviting us to here. One of the one really incredible story out of Luke chapter 10, you guys know probably if you guys want to go to Luke 10. I can kind of associate with both people and I, I gravitate more towards one than the other, and all you have to do is um, ask my wife and she'll tell you which one I gravitate more towards. Um, but you guys know the story of Mary and Martha, right? You guys familiar with that story? Which one do you guys think I gravitate towards? Those of you know me. 
Don't say Martha. Don't. Don't say it. Yeah, I'm definitely a Martha. I'm learning to be a Mary, right? But here in Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care? My sister has left me to do the work by myself. Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. You know, if you guys had Jesus coming over to your house, I think you might be trying to prep some stuff too, right? And think of the meal you try to put on, make sure everything's... I think about what happens at our house if we're just like having some friends over and we got to go through a cleaning routine, right? Um, I mean, imagine Jesus coming over. All right, but jokes aside, we think about what Mary is choosing to do here. When there are opportunities, there are things that, that probably could get done. Maybe you could even argue needed to be done. And that's always going to be the case in our life. There are always going to be things that we, quote unquote, need to get done. But there are those moments when we need to be merry and we need to sit at his feet. And I don't even know if I even understood what that meant for a very, very long time, to just sit in his presence, to sit and absorb, to sit and to listen to what he had to say. You know, Jesus in the, the Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 said, come to me, but he also said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So in those moments, when we are, are taking time aside, when we are sitting in his presence, we need to be learning something. It's not, let's go sit in the presence of Jesus, absorb, absorb the peace, and then get up and go about our business, right? It makes absolutely zero sense to sit like Mary did if we are going to get right back up and be a Martha, if we are not growing in those moments where we are sitting and and listening and finding that rest, then why are we doing it, right? If we are using those, those quiet times as a pit stop through life, we're not gonna get filled up, right? Those quiet time destination of our life. And it doesn't always take just being put in one spot, right? We can come to Jesus. We can be figuratively at his feet in the the hectic life that we live in. We can't all afford to just stop all of the time when it would be awesome. You see, I don't think Jesus here is calling us to necessarily live like monks and nuns in in a convent or a monastery somewhere secluded from life. But he is calling us to be with him and to come to him and to learn from him and to grow. And if we don't grow 
then eventually we're going to fall into those same traps. The same weaknesses are going to prevail in our lives. The same burdens are going to keep wearing us down as they did before. So when you come to Jesus, what is he trying to tell you? You know, when I hear come to me this time, this week, I know he's going to have to tell me that again, but I don't. I've made the mistake of, of letting life's problems get in the way of my focus. Really been guilty of that, and I don't want to do that again. I want to learn my lessons, and I want to know where my restoration is, and I want to maintain that. You know, he also says here, come to me, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. That yoke, that, that imagery of, of being guided, just like a mule or a horse or an ox or whatever would be led. That is the idea here. Jesus not only wants us to come to learn, but then to be led by him. There's a, a really cool story in Exodus 33. If you guys want to go back to Exodus 33 with me, Moses is just having an incredibly frustrating time. I can only imagine, right? He's been called to this amazing calling, witnessed un unspeakable, unimaginable glories that God has has done in Egypt, and he's leading over a million people out into the wilderness. None of them want to go up and, and be with God. He goes up by himself, meets with God. He comes back down. They're all worshiping a golden calf, and I, c I can understand Moses is probably really burdened at this point and probably lost for words, not knowing what exactly should happen here. I'm going to read verses 12 through 15. Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. You know, Moses realized his desperate need to go about life, to go about the mission, and he, and he realized that desperate need for God's presence to be maintained in his life. He's meeting with, with God. And he could easily just walk away from here and fall into the frustrations and, and the struggles of his task and just completely fall apart. But he realizes that, that God has to go with him. Right? So we can't just be the Mary that goes and sits and listens and learns we got to say, all right, Jesus, when you move, I'm going to move with you. And if you don't move, I'm staying right here. If you want me to go do this, you better come with me. And how often in our lives do we sit and do we listen and to, we absorb, and then we just get back up and, and we leave him back there 
in the chair. I've done it a lot of times. And already you start feeling, as, as you walk away, you feel the weight coming back on, coming back on. It might be later that day. It might be the next day. It might be the next week. It might be a month down the road. But you've lost the connection because your response, my response was not the response that Moses had. Do not send us from here unless your presence is going to. Right? There, there have been a lot of times when I've been talking with Danny, like, well, I might do this, I might do that. And she's like, the, the great words, well, have you prayed about it? <laughs> Ask me that in a couple minutes, and then I'll pray about it. And then. But no, it's, it's, it's that same thing. Like, we have all these ideas. We know what we want to do with our life. We, we pursue all of these things. But in those things, are we saying, God, I don't want to do this if your presence is not? going with me. And one critical key to finding rest is to remain in the presence of God. And his presence isn't stationary, right? And that's the good news. We don't have to just sit to find rest. Life doesn't stand still. But our hearts, and this might be hard to believe um, if you haven't experienced it, but your, your heart and your mind can actually be at peace and at rest in the most hectic times of your life. The circumstances around us have no control over us when the presence of God does. And those are the times when we, when we sit and rest and then we go out in the presence of the Lord and we, we continue in that presence. You know, Jesus says to abide in me. And if we're not abiding, then our life is draining us. If we don't have that connection with Jesus who continually sustains us and upholds us, then everything we're giving out is just leaking out of us and draining out of us and exhausting us. You know, Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. There again, this leading of God's presence. And he also says in that same verse, I lack nothing. And he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And you know, he doesn't always lead us where it's easy, right? He's not going to always lead us where it's easy. The life he calls us to is not always going to be easy but it's going to be a place we can find rest. You know, Paul in prison found rest. Um, John, after being boiled in, in hot oil and then exiled, found rest in the island of Patmos. I mean, we can find rest no matter what is going on in our life if we stay in his purposes and we stay in his presence. So whether you're a mom raising kids at home, maybe you're homeschooling, maybe you're working one or multiple jobs, maybe you're trying to make your way through new and difficult circumstances, maybe you're moving into a new or just these uncharted waters, new phase of your life, you can have rest. Not once you get things figured out, not once the kids go to bed, not once you get off work, no, 
you can have rest now at this moment and every moment no matter what's going on around you one verse that i continually have to be reminded of too or a couple verses comes out of psalm 127 and it says unless the lord builds the house the builders labor in vain unless the lord watches over the city the guards stand watch in vain in vain you rise early and stay up late toiling for food to eat for he grants sleep to those he loves and you know, in the next couple of verses, he talks about how, how children, how you need a quiver full and, and all of this stuff and like purpose and staying focused on that purpose. And when the busyness of our lives are not centered on the purpose, on God's purpose, then they can be absolutely exhausting. And for, for a lot of us, maybe the problem is the things that we're doing in life aren't for, for the Lord. And I'm not saying everybody needs to quit and become a pastor, a missionary, any of those things. Like your job, where you're at, your career, your goals, all of those things can become God's career, can becomes, become God's goals, can be for his purpose. Because we need, and, and God wants us to be involved in the different areas of our lives Focus on his calling, whether we're a parent or whether we're working at a job or whether we're a friend or whether we're a spouse or whatever the case may be, like we are called to his purpose. And when that gets off, off kilter, right, then it becomes more about us. Our purposes become self-centered. Our relationships become self-centered. And they are absolutely in- exhausting in those moments. You know, in our moments of reflection... It's good to ask, if God isn't in this, what's the point? What am I doing this for? God's not in it. What am I doing it for? Why am I wearing myself out if it's not for the Lord? Is it to provide for your family and to make sure that they have their needs met? Or is it to buy nice things? See, there's a big contrast in just those two differences. Is my career about making my name great and getting opportunities for myself and for advancing myself? Or is my career about having an impact in people's lives and leading them to make his name known? You know, when I walk into my classroom and I'm exhausted, I have two choices. If I'm there to teach them about social studies and to get through the day and get my papers graded and take care of disciplinary issues and all that stuff, that's just exhausting. But if I'm there with the purpose that there are kids here in need and I'm going to make myself available and they're going to see the light and love of Jesus through me. And if by any means necessary, I hope to God that somebody comes to know Jesus through me being here in this classroom, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the open doors. Then all of a sudden, the exhaustion is out the door because I'm looking. I'm looking for opportunities. I'm aware. I'm in his presence. I'm like, all right, Lord, this kid looks down. I'm praying for this kid while I'm doing my lesson. And if the door comes open, I'm going to go talk to this kid. I'm going to ask him if I can pray with him. 
It's all about perception and making sure that the things that we're involved in are for his purposes. You know, one thing also to think about is not only for what are you toiling, but for whom are you toiling in this life? Is there eternal value in what you are filling your days with? Even if you're retired, right? And you don't, you're not working jobs, or even if your kids are grown up and out, like the things that you choose to do from, the, from sunrise to, to sundown, are they filled with things that have eternal weight? Because as he said, if the Lord isn't building this, if the Lord is not in it, you are doing it in vain. And if your heart's not at rest, then maybe something needs to change. I know for me, when I hear the Lord say, come to me, he's telling me something needs to change. Maybe some things need to cease in our lives, or maybe some things just simply need to be rethought and refocused. But tonight, guys, what I, I want to leave you with is if you're not at rest, and like I said, I'm not talking about physically rested. I'm talking about spiritually rested and revived. Then maybe the first step is to come to Jesus. And I know we're here at church, and I know we go to Bible studies, and I know we meet with people, and I know we listen to worship music, but that doesn't always meet your com mean you're coming to Jesus, right? We can be just as apathetic and mindless going through those things as with anything else. And if you haven't sincerely come to Jesus and sat at his feet and learned from him, then tonight is a good night to do that. I think just to close out, um, I'd like to use a prayer from, from the Bible itself. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace. Go in his rest, go in his love. Have a great rest of your evening, guys. God bless. Thank you for listening to this message by Wellspring of Life Church in Western Colorado. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please visit wellspringoflifechurch.com. So I will lift up, lift up my heart.